Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. It's a totally goofy, you would think non-thinking movie that is a super fun movie to watch with your family. Let me get a couple mic flashes. Has anybody up here seen the movie Yesterday? I see uh, Gene is flashing. Anybody else seen the movie Yesterday? I'm not seeing too many flashes. Maybe AJ down there. So uh, Steven and a couple others. So if anyone has not seen the movie Yesterday and you want just like a, a goofy movie to watch with your family that also will inspire you to inject a little bit of fun in your life, I would strongly encourage you to go watch the movie Yesterday. So a quick summary about it, because it's going to lead us into our discussion. Yesterday is about two parents who were just living like that rat race of a life that so many of us feel. Um, They had three kids and uh, jobs that they were racing off to. And I think the first morning, the mom said the word no like 25 times before they got into the car to head to school. And I think at the same moment, she might have even had like a smoothie poured on her dress or something, and she had to go change her clothes and race out of the door. And at that moment, the mom was completely exhausted. The dad was frustrated because he hadn't even, I don't think, said two words to his wife. They had no fun going on. The kids were going to school in a bad mood, and everybody in the family was obviously not in sync. There was no synergy going on between the five of them. They were just getting their way through the day. And I can't remember exactly how it happened, but somehow after saying no that many times, the concept came to them of having a yes day. And now the movie was hilarious. There were some major missteps to saying yes all day to their kids, but ultimately it created a culture in their family that was able to move them forward to a better future together. Glenn shared with us a great example. He has been a great example this week when he shared with us his story of last weekend taking his daughter to Disney World. And he basically had a yes day with Meredith. And they spent the night, uh, went to the parade, spent all day at Disney. She was swimming in the pool at 10.30 p.m. the next night after a super long day. 
and then they traveled back. But his his goal was to spend some one-on-one fun time saying yes to his daughter that he had never had the opportunity to do so. And when I think about the power of saying yes, I think about how it creates the experiences in our life that, that are our memories. And this happens not just with our families, but it happens with our coworkers, it happens with our customers, and it happens with our community. However, right now, no seems to be the word of the day. I started thinking about this a few weeks ago uh, as I, I went into a restaurant, and many of you have probably had this experience where we went in and we saw all these open tables, And the hostess told us, I'm sorry, I can't seat you right now. It's going to be an hour wait. We looked up, like, what's going on? There's like 10 open tables. She said, well, I'm sorry, we just don't have the staff to be able to put anyone in those tables. Recently, a couple days later, we needed to replace a refrigerator. We were told it would take four months to get a new refrigerator. They said, no, I'm sorry, we can't place that order for you. We don't even know when we can give you an ETA. We can put you on a list. Another customer shared with me that they were trying to take their um, their child to college last weekend, and they had a reservation for a U-Haul. And they showed up, and they were told, no, that was just a request. I'm sorry, we're out of U-Hauls. There's nothing that we can do. We've had customers walk into our dealerships. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm the uh, CEO of a, of a dealer group here in Virginia. We have 15 uh, car dealerships around the state. And I've heard our own associates tell customers, no, I'm sorry. I don't have a loaner car for you today. We don't have any vehicles. No, I'm sorry. We can't order that vehicle for you. We have no ETA. It could be a year. We're hearing people hearing no all over the place right now. No, you cannot come into our place of business without a mask. No, you may not be able to come to work in the future unless you follow these these new guidelines coming out. And so at our company at Carter Myers Automotive, We are always talking about how to improve customer experience. So I'm going to focus on business for a second. Whether it's buying a car, servicing a car, selling parts, we invest heavily in new technologies, training around new communication tools, new delivery processes. But recently we changed the script and we realized that the most important thing that we can do right now to differentiate the experience that we provide, and I think this pertains to our businesses, to our families, in schools, is to simplify and focus on finding ways to say yes. If we're gonna be moving lives forward for for our families, for our customers, for our communities, we have got to find ways to say yes. Our world right now has gone into this lockdown for a year and a half where no has become commonplace. Yes is what invites opportunity while no closes the door to it. Yes creates value while no destroys it. Yes is human and no is mechanical. And I want all of you to think for a moment how you feel when you're told no, when you're told you can't do this, or our policy doesn't permit this, or the rules say, or that's simply not possible. Do you feel a guttural reaction of defensiveness, of anger, whether you hear this from a customer, from a business, from one of your kids, from an employee, or maybe from your boss? It immediately shuts us down. And so I want to talk today about how we change our language from what we're hearing all over the place right now, which is what we can't do, and flip the script so that we're constantly talking about what we can do. And if there's anybody in this world that can do it, it is the Breakfast with Champions that is with us right here today, the 10,000 people that will come through this room who can flip the script and make sure that we are 
heading into the fourth quarter of 2021, always talking about what we can do. So before I go into a couple tips, Joy, I would love to get some feedback from you on, as you and I were talking kind of behind the scenes about what saying yes means and, and what you've been hearing in your world and you're in real estate and construction. And I know that that is an industry that has a lot of no's going on right now. Oh my goodness. I cannot agree with you more. And yes, I'm in the world of new home construction. If anyone knows what the real estate market's doing, probably wherever you live, there is such a shortage of homes, of availability, and people are just so frustrated. It's almost like people walk in my office with their, you know, their fist up and it's just bringing people back down to, hey, you're not alone. And to your point, Liza, when we tell people, here's what I can do. And I think when we can, like you said, change the language around always hearing no, what is lacking, what's not available. But I think giving people some hope of here's what I can do. And whether that's in business, whether that's in life, I read a book and I was telling you this earlier, a couple of years ago from Shonda Rhimes called The Year of Yes, that changed everything for me. That was probably in 2000, oh, 2018, maybe. And I implemented those things in my life too, where just saying yes, maybe it was saying yes to going to do something that I'd never done before, trying new things, being spontaneous, not getting in such a routine of everything always being the same, trying new foods, going to new places, um, leaning in. I think that's more so what it was of how can I start saying yes to more things because no, sometimes it does. It feels like, oh, I don't want to let anybody down. Um, but also respecting your own boundaries too. I think for, if you've ever been a people pleaser, I always tell people I'm a recovering people pleaser. And when you just constantly say yes, you can burn yourself out. But when we turn the lens around and it's not about saying yes to what we always want, but especially in business and life, when you can lean into saying yes to other people when it makes sense and it's really been transformative for me that yes can be great as long as you're not overextending yourself, <laughs> but trying new things and being open to expanding your own horizons has been absolutely life-changing for me. So I know we're going to have a great conversation around this, how we can say yes more, especially in the times we live in right now. I think it's absolutely crucial. Joy, you just made a comment. You were talking about, you didn't use the word, but you were talking about energy. And energy can be created around the word yes. It can also it can also sap you though if you don't use it correctly. And one of the great things um, you mentioned the year of yes, which I, I watched the TED talk on that, and I would strongly encourage anybody in Breakfast of Champions right now to watch Sharon on her TED talk. Another book that I wanted to share um, that we are reading at our company right now, and it is super simple, and it is called Yes Is the Answer. And it is actually written by a woman in the hospitality industry. She was um, running hotels uh, in the Marriott um, organization. And she gives some really simple tips on how you can use yes as the answer and create energy and not allow it to sap you. Because you're 100% right, Joy. Like you, you can find a way in life where you're simply saying yes to everything. And next thing you know, your life is out of control and, uh, and you're running in 10 different directions trying to please people. Um, so one of the first things that she mentions in this book, and this really hit home with me, she said, so often we are, we are immediately anticipating the question, 
Like we might watch a customer walk in or we might watch our kid walk in or we might watch our coworker walk in and we're almost anticipating what they're going to ask us. And our mind is already thinking about saying no. And the example I was thinking about in my business was uh, a customer walking through the service department and they've dropped their car and the advisor is thinking they're going to come in and ask me for a service loaner and I don't have any cars. And they're already processing in their mind how they're going to say no to this customer. And the number one tip that she starts uh, sharing in this book called Yes is the Answer is around make friends first. Ask questions and get to know somebody instead of anticipating what they're coming to ask you about. And she has a whole great chapter about once we, if we can understand and make friends first, we can actually understand what they're looking for and find ways to say yes, which takes her, us into the other tips that she shares, which is always focusing on what we can do, offering options, and really being creative with our customers. But it starts with creating that relationship. Yes opens the door to a relationship where no shuts it down before we can even connect. Creating friends first. If you're in business in any capacity, if you can just see the humanity in your customer of saying, hey, I, I, I hear you. I understand what you're going through. You're not the only one. I think sometimes, whether you're looking for a car, you're looking for a house, any product or service right now where there's a shortage and everyone's telling you the same thing and you really do feel alone, like, gosh, am I the only one who's experiencing this? So when people come in, you're like, listen, you are not the only one, but what I do want you to feel is that you're seen, you're heard. Um, what can I do? And I think some people just need some reassurance that, you know what, you're not the only one. And in life, when you feel like, maybe I'm the only one dealing with fill in the blank um, experience that when someone says, wow, like I've been through that, I know where you're coming from. You know, you want to talk about it? And I think when you can just create some type of humanity in your customer, they just trust you so much more. Wouldn't you agree, Liza? Absolutely. And Joy, what I would love to do, so we are um, just about at 720. Um, our goal for the next 40 minutes, and I think if any of you guys who have been with Joy and I on, on Tuesday mornings at 7 a.m. know that we don't like to do all the talking. We like to facilitate conversation because we have incredible minds and brains in this room of Breakfast with Champions. So our goal today was to bring up this topic. We have got all different industries, all different backgrounds represented in here. And so what I would love to do, and Joy and I are going to work together on this, is to open up some mics. I'd love to hear some stories about how you all are pivoting in your industry to deal with how do we say yes in an environment today where people are hearing no all the time? I think we can learn from each other's industries, from each other's experiences on how we can pivot this customer experience, whether it be in your personal life and situations, whether it be in, in the industry that you're involved with from an employment perspective. Um, sound good, Joy? I love it. Before we get right. rocking and rolling, I'm going to quickly just reset the room if that's okay. Perfect. Perfect. So you guys are in Breakfast Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. If no one's told you today, we're so glad that you're here. Um, we're here every single day, Monday through Friday, now from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m., bringing you motivation, education, and inspiration. We're also here on Saturday. If you're in business, love to be inspired um, with our Saturday sales meeting. 
Um, we're here from 6 to noon and, of course, on Sundays with Club 111. You guys don't want to miss that. Darian Sanders and his team absolutely blow us away each and every week. What a great way to start Monday um, just the day before. So if you ever miss a segment or want to re-listen to your favorite episode, you can definitely download the Breakfast with Champions podcast and listen anytime. So head over to breakfastwithchampions.live. Grab a link to subscribe to our podcast as well and see everything else that we're up to you don't want to miss out so back to you liza we'll keep this conversation going about how we can start saying yes more in a world where no is so prevalent all right let's get some mic flashes i saw a couple people opening up uh, down below but i wasn't able to catch who it was we would love to hear how in your industry and your life you are leaning in to say yes i see gene and then dakota Great. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I believe you are, we are all exactly where we are supposed to be at that moment. I love this very much for the reason that for the past 10 years, I have devoted my life as a consultant and a speaker and an author to training people to live more intentionally in a life where you have more to say yes to. And yes stands for your energy source. And I wrote a book, Think, Drink, Eat, Move, Four Steps to Yes. And I've dedicated everything <laughs> to it. And ironically, I, I mean, I'm, I'm literally shaking right now. I have goosebumps. I can't believe what's being talked about right now. And I only watched the movie because so many people said, well, Jean, have you, yes, girl, have you watched the, the Yes Day movie? And so many people said it to me. I thought exactly what you first mentioned, Liza, that, oh, it's so, so silly. It's so, you know, won't be uh, entertaining for me. But I was blown away. And uh, everything you said, I was just sitting here cheering Very for you. you. So, so I want to let you know that in um, the, the, the thing that I'm actually doing, which is, is so important for me is because I've spent 10 years talking about this and because joy to your point that so many people pleasers reacted to me, you know, if I say yes to one more thing, I'm going to explode. Now I'm looking at my business and as it goes on to the next 10 years and beyond and what happens after you invite yes intentionally into your life. I am living a life that is absolutely extraordinary based on what I've been talking about for 10 years. So now it's time to tell the story, what happens after yes? And that's where I'm pivoting what I'm doing to help others understand that concept of what it is like to truly live a life with more yes, which is different than saying yes to everything. I'm Jean Stafford, and it has been my honor to occupy this space with you. Thank you. Jean, you're right. We are all here at certain moments for a reason, and you and I have not connected yet, and I was just reading your profile. And for anyone who is not connected with Jean, um, I would strongly encourage you to do so right now. Um, in her profile, she said, how can you say yes in the spaces you enter every single day? Join me to uncover the infinite answers. And then she talks about uh, the author of Think, Drink, Eat, Move, Four Steps to Yes. So you were definitely meant to be here today. I cannot wait to connect with you further, Gene. Thank you so much for joining Breakfast hey, Champions this morning. Yes. Hey, this is Ramon Ray. I just wanted to say Gene is one of the most, and you already said it, Liza, but as one who gets to work with Gene from time to time in the New York area, one of the most inspiring leaders in the times when I want to say the N-word, I can't say it to Gene. I can't. 
and I didn't, I know her a little bit more than some of you, but I'm realizing more about Jean. So I just want to uplift her. I can't say that word to her. I always have to say Jean because it's you. Yes. So thank you, Liza, for seeing that in Jean. It's so true. Ramon, before I, I go Ramon. to Dakota, I want to, I want to pick on you for a good moment. I want you to share with me something that you were inclined to say no to either when Jean asked or in a space where you were working with Jean where you said yes and it, and it positively impacted your life or those around you or someone that you were able to serve. Absolutely. Thank you, Liza. Man. So, Gina, we're, we're members of the National Speakers Association, Global Organization for Professional Speakers. Gina has asked me a few times to do a few different things that normally I didn't want to because I'm too busy, because I didn't feel like doing it. I didn't like the people who don't pick on me. My bucket's already overflowing. And so last week, she said, Ramon, can you do something? Or two weeks ago, I didn't feel like doing it. There's some restrictions going on in New York City. I, I was just fed up with it. But she said, Ramon, can you do this? And I said, yes. I attended an amazing experience, and I'm glad I did that I learned. So that's an example where I normally would have stayed home. I would have sucked my thumb. I would have rocked in the closet, little Ramon having a pity party. But Dean pulled me out of that. So that's one example. And my and guess is, Ramon, by Liza. doing that. Uh, yes, one go quick ahead. example. I said yes to Ramon to show up in New York City to breakfast with champions for the last three hours of your multi-day conference, and I was exhausted. And I That's thought, right. I do this on a Friday afternoon. I am, but it's Ramon. It's Ramon. I want to say yes to Ramon because our energies are aligned. I love this guy. And if he's telling me to show up in the last few hours of this breakfast that's not a breakfast, that's kind of clubhouse, but not on clubhouse, what the heck am I going to? That is why I am here, Liza. Wow. Liza, 10 more seconds. Yes to Ramon. Gene, yes, you're right. Ramon. Ten more seconds, Liza. Go, it's just go. that no, it's just that when we were doing the Breakfast of Champions, this crazy misfit event, we didn't know what it was like, how it would come out. Who the heck is Glenn Lundy? A name like that? In in Queens, we ballers in New York know Queens like you just don't go to Queens to have an event. Real people do it in Manhattan. So I'm like, Gene, there's this crazy event, Breakfast of Champions. I don't know this girl, Gene. This girl, like this guy, Glenn Tamra. Who the heck is that? But it seems like some cool peeps. Do you want to come all the way to Queens? So, yes, I just want to echo that. Jean, you're right. She said yes to me to come to Breakfast Champions. Now, Jean is part of the Breakfast Champions community. Go ahead, Liza. We talk way too much. But, yes, this no, is amazing. this is awesome. I want to pull the last thing that Jean said, which was yes equals your energy source. I loved that, Jean. Thank you. Let's go over to Dakota. Hey, good morning. Love following Ramon. Actually, talking about yes, that's something I did very last minute out of my comfort zone said yes to New York and I was grateful enough to uh, be able to meet Ramon sit at, at his table and um, see all the great stuff he had but I, I wanted to chime in uh, joy I'm actually in the uh, in the real estate industry so I, I've been getting that you know that low inventory and I think what it is it's, it's scarcity versus abundance and it, it shocked me how many agents sit around and just say oh there's no inventory no inventory no 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 you know and I think if we turn it around on abundance and like I wake up it's like shooting fish in a barrel like I don't want a for sale sign in every yard you know what I mean I want to go out and put signs in everybody's yard it's kind of like you know it's a, it's almost like the biggest singles pool in America with these with no no houses that are married to a realtor and you know if you can't get a date in that kind of a singles pool I don't know what to tell you but what that enables us to do is tell buyers to kind of think outside the box instead of no there's no inventory hey guess what here's what I'm doing I'm digging for you Maybe this isn't listed yet. I'm going to go find. Tell me what you want. I'm going to go find houses that were for sale. Maybe they're not anymore. Maybe the seller still wants to sell. So I think just opening up what we're willing to do for our customers gives us more of an outside-the-box maybes and yeses as opposed to the noes, if that makes sense. Thanks. Dakota, what you said hit the, <laughs> hit the nail on the head where 
it's this idea of abundance. Um, you talk a lot with the, you know, especially in our industry in real estate, that there's so much out there. There's more than you can even contain. There's business around every corner, but some people just don't want to go look for it. I think being in a market where sometimes things have come to you, but if you can turn things around and say, you know what, I'm going to go do some extra work. I'm going to dig a little deeper. I'm going to might have to work a little bit harder with my buyers or sellers, but I think your, your people will appreciate you so much more for going the distance. Um, especially when things are harder to find that you end up being the agent of choice because you're willing to do more. They say the extra mile is never crowded. So keep shining sister. I love that. Thanks. I think so many industries are having that same inventory shortage and it's just too easy to say no. It's a short-term, short-term answer, but not a long-term solution. Let's get a couple other mic flashes. This has been a wonderful conversation uh, in the first half of our hour. So uh, who I else see Alexander. Like <laughs> Alexander and then uh, Kwani? Yes. Awesome. Good morning. So I love this conversation because I'll tell you what I used to work a long, long time ago when I was an undergrad um, for the Ritz-Carlton. And you're not allowed to say no as a as an employee of the Ritz-Carlton. It's actually part of the training that you can't say yes or no. Um, you have to say you can never say no in any variation and you have to be able to say yes in other ways, like saying absolutely would be my pleasure yada, yada, yada. But what's interesting about the power of language, when you're actually coached in an, a professional environment where no is not allowed to be said, um, but you were also taken care of because the mantra of Mr. Marriott, who if people don't know, the original Marriott that started Marriott International, they own the Ritz-Carlton, is if you take care of the employee, the employee will take care of the customer the customer will return and business will take care of itself. So you're in a culture where you're taught never to tell the customer no, but you're also in a culture where your employer never tells you no. They always take care of you. And so I think that's interesting because it's bled into my life in so many areas where I don't see no's, I see the yeses, and I see the unique ways within which I can say yes. So my industry is a little bit different. Um, because COVID uh, was, uh, I'm in health and wellness and through social media and whatnot. So COVID actually, I saw a 33% increase in 2020, um, where most industries saw a decrease. So I didn't actually have to say no. However, our product was oftentimes back ordered because of the supply chain, right? We know that trucks were taking longer to get to places, you know, products were just really hard to find. And so people were paying for things. And instead of two or three days later getting it, it taking 10, 15 days for them to receive it. Sometimes an item would be placed on back order. And so those were the moments where we would have these backlash. And it was powerful to be able to just so abundantly and freely know that everything would be taken care of. You didn't have to say, you know, you didn't have to guide them down the wrong paths. And I really do believe that a large part of my success in life and my ability to always be a half glass full kind of guy is 
definitely upbringing, but absolutely spending those years with the Ritz-Carlton where no was not even in the vocabulary. And I think if we take that mentality and take no out of our vocab, not even, you know, and I'm not, I'm not that parent that says, don't say no to your kids. Like, I know that that's a movement. I don't judge nobody. I, I you know, do you, but my kids are going to walk out the door and hear a million no's because I'm going to I'm going to, I teach them from day one to go for no, not go for yes, but we say yes and we go for no. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, yeah, that's what I wanted to share. Alexander, it makes complete sense. And I, I want to really uh, go a little bit deeper on the direction you were going, because when we talk about saying yes, it does not mean that we want to do everything our customers ask, nor do we want to do everything our kids ask or our coworkers. But what we do want to do is in our response, give them solutions that we can accommodate, right? Exactly. Um, That's exactly yeah. it. Because the Ritz-Carlton, it wasn't like, hi, I'd like the presidential suite, which is $10,000 a night for free. Absolutely. My pleasure. That's obviously not good business decision. But it's instead of saying no, and this is what I mean, it was literally ingrained in our training. It's that's the, that's exactly right, Liza. You you presented the solution. So if the problem was so let's give an example, let's say, OK, um, uh, the problem, let's use your industry. Hey, I just purchased this car. I don't like the color. Can you change it to me? Can you can you paint the car for me? Well, the problem, the answer is probably going to be no, unless you're willing to pay. Instead of presenting the no, the the absolutely we can get that changed for you. And um, these are the different places that you can go to get this change. This person is a little bit more expensive, but he does the best job. This guy is the least expensive, but you know what? He might do a, a good enough job for you. That's the route that I would go. Now the person actually feels like you're helping them and doesn't feel like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I'm sorry you don't like it. That's, that's not my fault. You've already purchased and you've left the lot. Now you're – and I love what you said, Joy, because that was so powerful. I never heard that said actually, that the extra mile isn't crowded. Now you're going the extra mile and you are a standout. And specifically in the auto industry, which I've never had the pleasure of working in, but I do have one of my – best friend's mom is she kills at it she's been slaying it for a long time then you're building a pipeline of people that say gosh when liza when joy when alex when ramon like fill in the blank when i do business with him he either gets it done or finds a solution on how to get it done and people want to continue working with you Hi, alexander you're exactly sharing the message that i was going for today. And I can't thank you enough. I, I know that in our industry, we can't do everything a customer wants, but we always want them leaving our dealership feeling that we have done everything possible and giving them every potential solution to get them where they want to go. And, uh, and it's reframing it. And you, you were obviously trained the same place as this woman who wrote, yes, is the answer. And she was in the Marriott organization as well, which is to not say no, to always say absolutely yes and then offer the solution. They may not be what the customer was asking, but it is helping them accomplish their goal. So Alexander, that was absolutely spot on and I can't thank you enough. Um, I think we had another mic flash that I had called out earlier. Was it Kwani? We'd love to hear from you, Kwani. How you doing this morning, Liza? Awesome, awesome. Glad to have you at Breakfast with Champions. Hey, glad to hear you enjoy segment. What's up everybody? It's your man's Kwani Burks. 
And uh, Ramon, man, when you said uh, you can't say the N-word around somebody, I was like, man, she must be really on it. But I had to recontextualize because you wasn't talking about that N-word. <laughs> so, um, so saying yes more, uh, my, my perspective on it, saying yes more, you can say yes more when you keep the main thing the main thing. So what I mean by that is what is the objective here? What's, what is the main thing? What do, what's going on here that I have going on that I want to continue to provide or I want to continue to allow access to? How is what I'm saying yes to a part of the main thing? And that's how you can really say yes more because if you're saying yes to the wrong things, and in actuality, you're saying no to the main thing because it doesn't serve that main thing. And I heard an acronym. What did it say? Your energy service. What was the acronym? Source. Your, your energy source. Yes. So your energy source. And I've never heard that, but it ties right into my perspective. Your energy source. So if you say yes to the main thing, which is your energy source, and that can be even... That can be saying yes to a person that's part of your energy source, whether it has something something to do directly with your objective or goal is or not. It's still a person that contributes to your energy source or a decision that contributes to your energy source. Because if you're saying yes to the wrong things, you're actually saying no to your energy source. But that's what you do. You, you, you keep the main thing, the main thing. And how you keep the main thing, the main thing. This is how you keep the main thing, the main thing. You stay in solution sinking mode. I hate it when I hear people complain. Like, what are you complaining about? Figure it out. Like, you can figure it out. Trust me. You can figure it out. We're all here because we figured it out. So keep the main thing, the main thing. And how you keep the main thing, the main thing is by consistently staying in solution-seeking mode. Um, I'm Kwani Burks, and somebody grab the mic before I drop it. I'll grab the mic because you just dropped it. How about that, Kwani? Boom, check you got this hands. out. That's like, a, that's like an inside joke between Kwani and I. I think when you right, boom. make the main thing the main thing. Love it, Kwani. Thank you so thing, much for share. We'll take one more uh, mic flash before we go ahead and reset the room. I see um, Dr. Claudine would love to hear from you. How are, how is saying yes, helping you in your life and your business? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you champions. I'm so grateful to be here. Yes. Saying yes. Helping me to even to come here. Uh, thanks to Alexandra for helping me to come to the stage. Yeah, when I came to this amazing uh, room this morning, a few minutes ago, I was listening and my heart told me to say yes. And then I heard the, the speaker was talking about the customer experience. And in my mind, I've been thinking about helping uh, all friends in Rwanda to create uh, like a like a customer experience center to support a business owner and entrepreneur because we know uh, most of the time, entrepreneurs, they are so busy, they don't follow up with the customer, they don't uh, figure out what's wrong with the customer they lost. So I'm in the middle of thinking about how creating a, a group 
uh, or uh, virtual assistance uh, with uh, the orphans in Rwanda who graduated in, in university in a customer experience, but I didn't know how to utilize the, the, the expertise. So I was uh, asking, in my saying yes, do you have uh, any suggestions about uh, creating this amazing uh, support uh, to help entrepreneurs uh, having a good experience or ha having a customer to have a good experience, customer experience. Thank you. Liza, I would love to hear your perspective. You guys have so many customers across so many different stores. What have you guys been, what have you been doing, especially in this market to create a unique customer experience that I guess could go across really any any industry. What are your thoughts there? Well, you know, when I said to start this whole thing that we've just had to go back and simplify it to saying yes, because I would say over the last year and a half, you know, we have invested in a lot of areas of how do we provide a better digital experience? How do we make sure that we're able to communicate in all ways? How do we change our language and our business development centers to be selling into the pipeline, to be creating appointments. Um, and we've had to change the way that we train our teams um, as far as we can't necessarily get the car today. So I would say that all of our training has, the scripts have been flipped. But as I mentioned, when I started this off is we had to go back and simplify and say, it has to start with just saying yes and finding customer solutions because there's frustration out there. They can't find solutions to their vehicle needs. Um, they can't find solutions to their service needs. There are, there are dealerships out there that are booking two weeks, three weeks, four weeks out in some cases for customers to be able to get their vehicles in. So I think I, my, my answer was, was really what I brought to the table today was everything had to come back to starting with let's find ways to say yes and let's train our teams to create a relationship first with the customer asking really good questions so we can understand what they're trying to accomplish. The second thing is then adjusting to say, okay, how do we say yes? The third piece is how do we offer different alternatives that may not be what the customer's asking for, but that still might provide a solution for where they're trying to go. And the fourth piece is just to be creative. We have got to be more creative than we've ever been in figuring out how to provide solutions for our customers. And I think that's the the case in every industry right now is um, we've got to train our teams to get out of the box of rules that we've created. I think a lot of businesses have structures in place and rules in place, uh, processes in place that have been there for good reason over a lot of years, but we tend to get stuck in them. And there are times like what's happening today where we have got to say that maybe those rules and those processes were good at a time, but they may not be what we need today in the environment that we're in. If we want to create positive synergy between our customers and the organization, sometimes the rules that we've had in place are, are there to control customer activity and not necessarily to create the solutions that we need in today's environment. So that's my, my couple of cents on, on what we're focusing on, Joy. The best hey, Joy, can I tap into this real quick? Is that absolutely? Before you do, Alexander, I would just add to what Liza shared is especially with your customers who might be feeling frustrated with the state of the state is the over communication piece. That has been something that I've been working with with my customers. Is sometimes less is more. You know, you don't want to give people too much information because you know, that can open a whole bunch of work, you know, can of worms. But what I have found is when I just lead with just ripping the bandaid off, hey, here's where we're at. 
they appreciate that so much more than you dodging hard conversations. So um, I would challenge everyone that over communicate with your customer. They appreciate it. Um, it makes them feel like you are going above and beyond because you are. And um, that leaves less room for any chaos when you have extra clarity there. So take it away, Alexander. First off, I love this segment like so much. I rarely get amped up at 740 in the morning, but I love this conversation. You're and always I think amped that up. One Don't thing, lie. You know, to take it back to, to Mr. Marriott, you know, and that mantra that, that I had shared earlier, if you take care of the employee, they'll take care of the customer, the customer return and business takes care of itself. And I think that more than ever, employers, um, teams, et cetera, you have to be taking care of the people. So if you're going to have a culture where your employees are saying yes, then you also have to create a culture where you're saying yes to your employees because it needs to trickle down from the top. Now, that doesn't mean that when an employee comes in and says, I want to raise, yes, I want you know two weeks vacation without pay, yes, that's not the game that we're talking about here. But using those same exact steps that Liza just pointed out, uh, customer facing, do that with your quote unquote internal customers, your employees, create with them a culture that you do the exact, the exact same things that you're expecting of them to do with the clients. And then you're going to see that behavior replicated. Teaching that language also means having that language so that you are also in a space of absolutely, yes, we can do this. We will accomplish this. This will be achieved. Having that same mentality, that same language with the employees. Because what happens is oftentimes we expect the employees to do that, but then we don't do that for the employees. So now there's a, there's a, there's a, a disruption to the culture. And I, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, the culture has to be the same, whether you're customer facing, employee facing, whether you're corporate or you're on the ground, you know, actually selling the cars, flipping the burgers, renting the hotel rooms, like fill in the blank of the industry. And I think that, again, one of the reasons that um, I think I have found success is my, one of my greatest skills is people. And just like any skill, it can be learned, it can be taught. And I like to make people feel great and like they're because they are people are amazing people have so many gifts with inside of them let's focus on pointing those out let's focus on saying yes to them let's make them feel so empowered so amped up so walking like a giant amongst men that when they get in front of that customer when they get in front of that situation that they're able to make business actually happen they're coming off with the culture that you have given them and now they're replicating with their customer. So start by taking care of your employees like never before. Make them feel like, wow, listen, if people are showing up to work in this day and age where they're still being rewarded to sit on their lazy behinds and stay home, and no judgment because everyone's in different places, but some people that could be in the workforce that choose not to be for no reason other than because they can stay home, if they're showing up to work every single day Let's make them feel like the champions that they freaking are, and let's use language that makes them feel empowered, language that makes them feel like they're full of yeses, so they have their yes cup overflowing, and they give yeses out freely. 
all in the language. Alexander, we're so glad that you're here this morning because you have literally personified what we were hoping we would take away from this conversation. And also, Dr. Claudine, I hope that answered your question that you feel extremely served in your business. Go create just raving fans of whatever you have your hands in by saying yes, finding solutions, and really just going that extra mile. So I'm going to quickly reset the room. Thank Life you. Also brought a few thank people thank you, Joe. Thank you very much. So welcome. Keep working. I'm going to create it. Yeah, I got everything I was wondering. You answered all my questions. God bless you. I, I'm going to do it now. Thank you. Absolutely. Make me So you... Um, Again, Alexander, I can't even thank you enough. So if you're learning from this room today, just imagine how much you'll be gaining when we come together in person in Lexington, Kentucky, November 5th through the 7th. We'll be celebrating Glenn's 1,000th episode of Hashtag Rise and Grind with the Grow for God Conference. Um, so be sure to grab your tickets. You can go to breakfastwithchampions.live to grab the link and sign up um, now. Also, Tamara is looking out for your hashtag 67-day challenge check-in. So if you are one of the thousand people in this community who's doing the challenge, we're really proud of you. It's never too late to start. So we're going to keep this conversation going. I'm absolutely loving just the input everyone has brought to the table today because yes is something I think a lot of us have struggled with but it can create so much momentum in your life, in your business, um, by simply just leaning in. So Liza brought a few people to the stage. We'd love to get to them. Um, Liza, if you want to introduce those that you brought up, can't wait to keep this conversation going. Yes, we're actually going to start with Sue Graves, and then we're going to go to Dr. Yasmin and to uh, Tam Tam. I think I just said your name correctly. We'd love to get the three of you all in in our last 10 minutes. Sue, why don't we start with you? Hey, thank you, Liza. I've been listening for a long time, first time to the stage, but um, I have to add to uh, Alexander, I spent 29 years with Marriott, and uh, so it's all about a Marriott morning, I guess, because, uh, you know, I knew Mr. Marriott personally, and uh, when I left the company after 29 years, he sent a personal handwritten note to me, um, letting me know specifically how much he appreciated the time, but also that I served, um, you know, the family, uh, it was all about, you know, serving others uh, with that company. And um, I will tell you that culture beats strategy any day of the week. So if you want to spend time in your corporations or in your uh, own institutions, spend the time on the culture. Do not spend the time on the strategy. Um, one of the things I was successful doing uh, with Marriott, I ran one of the uh, top 10 hotels um, I was in the top 10 when I managed hotels and I was the number one region in the, in the entire company. And one of those things that I put forth was a culture of caring and a culture of having fun. And when employees would come and ask me, you know, I've got an upset customer, what should I do? I'd, I'd always put the question back to them, what do you think you should do? And I said, you can never make a mistake making a customer happy, never. You're not, the hospitality business, the service industry is not, you know, like an operating room. You, you cannot mess up. So make the decision and you will always be supported no matter what. And uh, I will tell you a challenge that I have for everybody in the room is <clears throat> instead of saying no, think about how you can work with your competitors to say yes even more. 
And what I mean by that is when we were sold out at our hotels or when we had a problem at our hotels, I had a fire in my laundry room. The first thing I did was I called my competitors who I knew did the, had a, a, an outside service do their, do their laundry. First of all, I was blessed to have laundry attendants that caught the fire and we were able to not burn the whole hotel down um, and they were rewarded um, commensely for it. But uh, I called my competitors and they were happy enough to help me fix my problem so that I could say yes to my employees, so that my employees could stay working and so that guests were not compromised. So the challenge I have for you is when you think about you know, stepping outside the box, think about stepping outside your organization and think about how you can work with your competitors to sell those cars and to make the customer happy. They will always remember not just you, You'll, they'll remember your organization because you made the connection to make something happen for them. So think about working with your competitors and think about uh, culture beating strategy every day of the week and spend a lot of time focusing on your employees and your culture. This is Sue. I'm done speaking. Thank you, Sue. It has definitely been a Marriott morning, but there's so many great lessons I know from that company on how we say yes to customers in a way that is great business strategy. I, I think you're right. You know, culture beats strategy, culture creates strategy as well. So that is fantastic. Thank you. So let's go to Dr. Yasmin. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Lisa, for bringing me up. So I would like to expand this conversation from an angle of energy and a bit what Connie said, what Alexander said, a lot of you uh, have resonated with, which is when you say yes, you go with the flow of life. Everything that happens in your life is meant to be a lesson for you to learn, to a challenge to overcome, something to gain. So when you say yes, you say yes to that, you say yes to the message, you say yes to life. And when you say yes to life, then life flows through you, abundance flows through you, your company is gonna be more successful because you don't look at things as obstacle coming your way, as a no, as, oh shoot, how am I gonna deal with this? You see it as, yes, how am I gonna overcome this? What is this opportunity bringing me? You flow with a natural flow of energy. And when that happens, everything falls into place. People are happy. It's like you heal yourself, you heal others, and in that concept, it's a concept of healing, helping, building togetherness, which is how we're supposed to be. Company are supposed to be places where we get together and we add to each other. And the only way to do that is to have a yes mentality. And it's not a yes, I'm going to say yes to everything you have to say, but it's yes to what is this bringing me. And then you will flourish. So I wanted to add a bit of an Eastern psychological perspective on this conversation. I'm Dr. Yasmin, and thank you for having me. Dr. Yasmin, thank you. You know, one of the best things about Breakfast with Champions are the fact that this is literally a global breakfast table and being able to have perspectives from different cultures um, helps all of us grow around every topic that we bring. So glad to have you with us this morning and for your insights there. Um, let's go over to Tam Tam, and then we're getting close to the end of our hour. We might have time for one or two more uh, to close us out. Hi, everybody. My name is Tawana Adho. I'm from Delhi, India. 
and i know a lot of people does not buy this or will not buy this but uh, the million marathon was uh, for everybody <clears throat> on planet earth to achieve singularity with purpose so uh, like uh, i don't even know if you people will believe this or not but like every day at every 420 if you are very clear with all the rules of 420 and how to follow 420 uh then the rebirth is conducted of any child on planet earth and yesterday was my day uh i got like through grace we get one thing attached to our body and then we take our life ahead with that so if you if your if your dreams are just as millennium as gold silver or something like that you can just get it injected in your body there's nothing that you have to care about but if you're thinking about bigger perspective of these things my fathers my do- my dogs my people at that time were not selling drugs for the country to just use it and throw it away or to just use it and to be there in their body we were building champions at that time and if you are a champion they'll see it through your eyes they'll not see it through any of that bullshit that you create around a story and then just ask people to put it up that's not how uh, re- like relationships or that's not how champions are created champions are created fearless they have it in their eyes and that is why people say that you can see it in their eyes if they have it in their eyes they have it all you cannot just deny the fact that they do not have all thank you so much sam tam we greatly appreciate your insight and um really are glad that you're here and breakfast with champions this morning joy i would love to turn it over to you uh for a couple of comments and then we'll we'll close it up here in just a minute Perfect. I just wanted to share a quick quote from um Shonda Rhimes book The Year of Yes that I thought was just perfect before we wrap up. But she says, "Every yes changes something in me. Every yes is a bit more transformative. Every yes sparks some new phase of revolution. Lean in. Try new things. Look at life from a new lens of what could be possible." you may just wow your own self. So, this has been such an incredible hour. I just challenge you all just to like she said, lean in, try new things because that's where possibility lies, not in our no's but in our yeses. So, we'd love to turn it back to you, Liza. Thank you so much for bringing this conversation to the table. I think it's been really impactful. My DMs are blowing up <laughs> from those who're like, "Yes, I want to yes. say yes more in business. I want to say yes more in my friendships and my relationships." in life because i think when we lean in that's where possibility lies so really appreciate you friend i could not agree more a couple of the takeaways that i got from so many of the champions here this morning this was brought up a couple times by jean yes equals your energy source it is amazing how much energy and synergy we create between our each other between our customers our families our coworkers our communities when we say yes um keep the main thing the main thing and stay in solution seeking mode was something that Kwani shared um i loved when alexandra or alexander talked about leading by example and how when we say yes to our employees or to our associates as we say at carter myers automotive when you say yes to your associates when we lead through that same behavior to our team that is what inspires them and gives them the tools to be able to do the same thing for their customers or our customers and then the comment about culture beats strategy and culture becomes strategy around saying yes 
And I'm going to finish with simply the three lines that I opened with, which is, yes invites opportunity while no closes the door to it. Yes creates value while no destroys it. Yes is human. No is mechanical. So let's all leave here today. Let's be the change agents of the world as everybody is here on Breakfast with Champions, that we are the ones that can flip the script, that can create the ripples in this world and make sure that we are approaching everything with a yes and what solution we can provide. Let's lose those words of I'm sorry, unfortunately, and no out of our vocabulary and go out there and make a difference today. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.